Good morning. Psalm chapter 119. Psalm chapter 119, beginning with verse 121. Wow. Sounds like I'm in a much larger auditorium. Maybe it's just bigger in the spirit. I don't know. We'll find out, won't we? Psalm 119, 121 says, I have done what is just and right. Do not leave me to my oppressors. Give your servant a pledge of good. Let not the insolent oppress me. Do you, you, you notice the Holy Spirit here already? It's been like that all morning for me. You know, there's sometimes when you want to show up and sometimes when it doesn't matter, this morning's one of those mornings you're glad you're, you're going to be glad you showed up. what is just and right. Do not leave me to my oppressors. Give your servant a pledge of good. Let not the insolent oppress me. My eyes long for your salvation and for the fulfillment of your righteous promise. Deal with your servant according to your steadfast love and teach me your statutes. I am your servant. Give me understanding that I may know your testimonies. It is time for the Lord to act. For your law has been broken. Therefore, I love your commandments above gold, above fine gold. Therefore, I consider all your precepts to be right. I hate every false way. A day out... Oh. <laughs> and... No. Prescott. 
done what is just and right. Do not leave me to my oppressors. Give your servant a pledge of good. Let not the insolent oppress me. My eyes long for your salvation and for the fulfillment of your righteous promise. Deal with your servant according to your steadfast love and teach me your statutes. I am your servant. Give me understanding that I may know your testimonies. It is time for the Lord to act, for your law has been broken. Therefore I love your commandments above gold, above fine gold. Therefore I consider all your precepts to be right. I hate every false way. to act. Glory to God. Glory to God. Steve, can you come up here a second? So what am I doing? I'm just, I'm going to make you read that. That's all right. You'll be fine. It's not you, it's the word. Good. (laughs) I have done what is just and right. Do not leave me to my oppressors. Give me a servant, a pledge of good. Let not the insolent oppress me. My eyes long for your salvation and for your fulfillment of your righteous promise. Deal with this servant according to your steadfast love and teach me your statutes. I am your servant. Give me understanding that I may know your testimonies. It is time for the Lord to act, for your law has been broken. Therefore, I love your commandments above gold, above fine gold. Therefore, I consider all your precepts to be right. I hate every false way. that for me.
Father, we desire this morning more of you. More of you and less of the world. Less of ourselves. Less of stuff. Less of busyness. Less of urgent. And more of you. Father, I pray this morning as we seek you here, that as your word says, when we seek you with our whole heart, when you're the most important thing in our day, when you're the focus of our lives, we will find you. We thank you, Jesus that your obedience gave us the right through your blood, through your suffering, gave us the ability to come into your presence, the manifest presence of God. And in your presence, Father, is fullness of joy, fullness of life, fullness of healing fullness of anointing every good thing is in you thank you Lord Jesus that this morning we're not just meeting together and talking about you that this morning we have opportunity to meet with you. Your word says where two or more are gathered, there you are in the midst. And Father, I know you're here in our midst. You're here right now. And that your desire for us is good. Your desire for us is love. And that you have desired from day one to act in our midst, to move mightily in our lives. <clears throat> Father, I thank you that it's not about what we see, but it's about the power of God. It's about the anointing that destroys yokes of bondage. That destroyed the yoke of bondage. That it isn't going to destroy, but it has destroyed the yoke of bondage. That we do not walk in a desire for your fullness, but Lord, we can walk in your fullness. You've already made provision for us to walk in your fullness. It's up to us. It's up to us to put that first in our life. To put your presence, you, to put you first 
in our lives. And that as we do so, all the fullness of God is ours. Everything that Jesus received because of his obedience, he's given to us. We are co-heirs, co-heirs with Christ. And that means everything he has, we have. Father, this morning, I pray that every hindrance, every barrier, every everything that we do to, to separate ourselves from you will be removed. Everything in our heart, everything in our lives, everything in our minds, that we remove them, that we choose to remove those things so that you can have first place again today, right now. to uh, go into the sermon now and then uh, we'll receive our offering later and then I'll I've asked Jamie to come back with the worship team at the end and we'll finish in worship today too. Amen? Turn with me to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. Beginning with verse 20. Being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them, The kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed, nor will they say, Look, here it is, or there, behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. Let me read that again. Being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, He answered them, the kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed. Nor will they say, look, here it is, or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. Let me ask you a question. This is not in the text, but it's just a question that I've been had in my heart all week long. Where in the world is the greatest anointing being poured out that will bless you and provide for what you need? Where in the world is the anointing being poured out that will bless you and provide what you need? Where is that anointing the greatest? Back in the 90s, and I'm sure even before that, um, early 90s, we were, Deb and I were at Abundant Life Church, and I was the youth minister there and, and the principal of Good Shepherd of Christian Academy, and we had taken a trip with the youth group. We had taken 20 
no, we had, I think it was 18 youth and 22 people total. And we had gone to Florida, down to uh, uh, Tampa area, just south of Tampa, uh, Bradenton. And we had <clears throat> gone down there, and we had taken these youth down to do a mission trip. The mission trip that we did was we went to a, a port city. is a port. The Bradenton is a port city. Went to the port, and whenever a, a ship would come in, uh, one of the uh, uh, freighters, not, not a cruise ship, but like a freighter, you know, that carried uh, whatever goods from port to port to port around the world, when one would come in, they would call us, we would go down, and we would do, a, uh, we would do outreach. And uh, one of the boats that came in, I remember, were, was a whole boat full of Filipino men. And they told us one of the things that, that uh, the men who would actually come to the mission, there was an actual mission house there, they, they, there's a mission house in most of the ports because these men come in and, well, they don't do what the other guys do. They, they go and try to find some, they try to find Christians and they, they have materials for them and all kinds of things. And we would minister there. But while we were there during that two-week period, there was a revival meeting going on. How many of you have heard of Rodney Howard Brown? Amen. It, it was right in the middle of that, right in the middle of his first uh, camp meeting. I don't know if it was really a, even a camp meeting. It went for like 9 or 10 or 12 weeks or something like that at Carpenter's Home Church. But while we were in the area, everybody said, you have to go over, you got to go over to the camp meeting. You have to go over to Rodney Howard Brown's camp meeting. Everybody was telling us that. We were that close. We, were, we actually went right past uh, Lakeland, Florida on our way to Disney World. You know, I mean, the really important stuff. Disney World. It is. It was too. It was a wonderful, it's the happiest place on earth. <laughs> and... Uh, I remember during that, the drive that we made to, uh, on the way home actually, on the way home from uh, Disney World, I remember turning on the radio and listening, because they were broadcasting alive, the ministry, the, the, the ministry of Rodney R. Brown during that camp meeting. Well, we never did go. We didn't go to that meeting itself. We uh, finished what we were doing, did our, our, our uh, part at the mission trip, and then we came home. But we kept hearing about this outpouring, this, this anointing that was setting people free. And uh, that winter in December, Pastor Dan Dennison, the founder of this church, uh, had contacted Pastor Kevin Humphrey, the pastor at Abundant Life Church at the time. I was the youth min- his youth minister. And uh, said, let's go golfing. Let's do something really spiritual. Let's go golfing. This, uh, this January. And I thought, you know, uh, Florida, warm, it's God. It's, uh, definitely the, definitely the Holy Ghost. And so I, uh, I prayed about it for a second and then, uh, just we decided to go. But we were gonna go, actually, the, the original plan was to go to North Carolina, but Pastor Dan heard about, uh, this meeting in, in, uh, it was a, uh, uh, camp meeting. They actually had a week-long camp meeting, Rodney Howard Brown in, Lakeland, Florida, and he said, "Tell you what, let's go to the let's go to Florida instead of North Carolina." And which was great because North Carolina that week had below uh, normal cold and rain the whole week, so it was God. And uh, 
So we went to, to Lakeland, Florida. We stayed there. And he said, you know, if the meetings aren't any good, we'll just golf the rest of the week, which was, you know, that's a great plan. Uh, if God doesn't show up, go golfing or motorcycle riding or whatever you're going to do. So we ended up going to those meetings, and it changed my life. It did. It, it, it just it took us from where we were, took me at least from where I was, and, and set some things in my life. Some things happened that week, which I, I don't even talk about. I don't, I don't, it's not a big deal. It's, it's a big deal to me. It wouldn't mean anything to you. But God did some amazing things that week. Set me free of some in some areas that were that I had struggled with for years, and was just instantaneously set free from. It was amazing. It was wonderful. And uh, so that week went on, and and uh, some really cool stuff happened. And then we decided that we came, we obviously had to go home, and so we came back home. And then through a series of events, um, his brother Basil came to. Abundant Life Church in River Falls, and then was a part of this church when it was over in the in the uh, hardware store, uh, the storefront, and the rest is history with that. God really touched a lot of people, and and uh, the Spirit of the Lord also drove a lot of people away, as the case may be. But since then, since that time, there have been moves of God all over the place. There have been moves of God uh, in Toronto, Canada. There have been moves of God in, in uh, where's the other one in Florida? Pensacola, Florida. There's been move, there have been moves of God in Missouri. Why would God go to Missouri? But <laughs> There's been moves of God here and moves of God there and moves of God here. I still remember... Uh, just a few years ago, I was at home and I got a phone call and it was somebody that I knew called up and said, John, you got to go back to Florida. You got to go to Lakeland, Florida. And I said, why? He says, there's a move of God down there. I won't uh, say the guy's name. You'd know exactly who I was talking about if I, if I said it. And as soon as they said, you have to go there, God's pouring out. I said, well, here's the deal. I'll pray about it, and I'll do whatever God tells me to do. I no more than touched the phone and turned off the call. I said, Lord, what do I do? And he says, don't bother. I said, really? Now I'm curious. Why? Let me tell you another story real quick, and I'll come back to that one. When, during that period of time when we were going through those revivals, there was a meeting in Texas, and I went down to this meeting in Texas. I was asked to go, and, and I went. I, I agreed to go. And it was a, it was a conference. It was a, a revival-type meetings, and it was a conference. I think it was 95 or 96. And while I was there, um, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to tell the story because what happened during that time was is is uh, could be embarrassing to some and and uh you know especially this person's a national minister and i don't i've never heard anybody else tell this story but i was there when it happened and so i don't want to embarrass anybody i don't want to call anybody out but let's just put it i'll just say it as vaguely as i can but express the what happened to in, in when i when i experienced it the person made an attempt or made a a uh made a choice to 
they, they were going to have an event. Let's say it this way. They were going to have an event, and they invited certain people. And they went up to them and said, you know, tonight we're all going to get together and we're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to be a part of this. We're going to, God's called this together and we're going to come in. And they invited this person and that person. I knew all these people and this person and that person. And the guy walks up to me and goes, you don't need to come. I was standing there and I'm, and I'm being uninvited. I don't know why. I'm awesome. I'm a lot of fun to be with. Right, Deb? But I was, I was overtly uninvited. Don't come. Okay. So I went back to my hotel room and pouted. <laughs> oh, don't do that. <laughs> I felt sorry for myself because I was uninvited. There were, there were actually very famous men and women of God at this meeting, and I was uninvited. And I'm sitting there in my room feeling sorry for myself. And all of a sudden, I heard the Holy Spirit say, What are you doing? Uh, I guess I'm feeling sorry for myself. And he said, Why? Well, I said, oh. I mean, he overtly uninvited me to this event. And the Holy Spirit says, that's okay. I'm here with you. Amen. The Pharisees and the Sadducees said, show us where the kingdom of God is going to happen. Where is it going to, when is it going to take place? Where is it going to be? And he said, it's not like you think. It's not, it's not going to be able to say, there it is over there, or here it is over here, or over there, or back there. You could be chasing your tail every day. Chasing after the presence of God. I don't remember the first story I was telling. What was the first story I was telling? I said I was going to come back to it. I don't remember it. Oh, I didn't go. That's right. So, so I prayed about it. Within seconds, the Holy Spirit said, don't bother. Don't go. Don't go to that meeting. And I was like, why? And he didn't, get, he didn't tell me why. But within a month and a half, the meeting was done. And that person is not heard from ever. I don't hear about that person ever again. They fell into sin. They were, they were exposed for who they were publicly. It's been happened many times since then. People said, you've got to be a part of this. You've got to go to that. You've got to come here, go to these meetings, go to that meetings. And I'm just like, I've just not felt led to do any of it. Does that make me a bad Christian? I was waiting for that one. Thank you. Welcome back, by the way. The weather is just for you. Where is the kingdom of God? It's inside of us. Now, there's times for meetings. There really is. We do meetings. We're doing a meeting right now. But why did we come together today? Did we come together because 
here, here was the only place the Spirit of God was? Did we come together today because if we didn't come here, we wouldn't meet with God? No. Now, and I'm a pastor. I mean, you know, my thing is kind of like these you know, Sunday morning meetings. And I'm not discouraging you from coming to Sunday morning meetings, but the, reason, the, 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 the gist of all this is why we come together. The Spirit of God is in you. Jesus was telling them at this time, because he hadn't died yet, hadn't suffered, hadn't risen from the dead, he was saying that the, the kingdom of God is in your midst. He said, he basically, he was saying, I'm the kingdom of God. But as soon as he died and resurrected, he started telling people that the kingdom of God is within you. He's in you. The understanding of, of the power of God, the anointing of God, the, 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 uh, the, the, the very manifest presence of God is, if it is within you. You lack no good thing. So when you experience that lack, whatever it is, whether it's a lack of confidence, whether it's a lack of, of motivation, whether it's a lack, whatever the lack is, if you're experiencing lack, now I could easily jump to all the other ones, you know, lack of provision, lack of healing, lack of peace. But it, it applies to everything. If there is a lack in your life, because you have the Spirit of God within you, you don't necessarily need what they're selling and what they're selling and what they're selling. Now, as we walk this out, God leads us. We get together not because we need something. Now, stop, back up, just to explain and to, to give you the, the, the disclaimer between the parentheses. There are many people who, who come to these meetings because they need something. Believers, believers, many times we come to a service because we need something. Now, there are times when you do. There's times when you cannot take another step by yourself. There's times when, when you just can't move beyond the situation you're in, the problem that you're, that you're experiencing, whatever it is. And I get that. That's, that is reality. And the brothers and sisters are here to, to help you, pick you up carry you through that situation but Vern and I were talking this week and he said he talked about maturity that God wants us to mature there's a verse that says be perfect even as I am perfect Jesus said that God said that be perfect even as I am perfect perfect doesn't mean never having a flaw that word perfect should have been translated mature. <coughs> Be mature. When you're mature, you understand. You understand the abstracts. You understand the, the, you understand the underlines. You understand how it works. You, being mature is not moved by every uh, fear, every uh, danger, every, every situation. You're not, oh my gosh, what do we do now? And oh my gosh, what do we do now? You know, when, uh, when uh, the, the, our kids were smaller and we would be, I still remember, going through a car wash. Have you ever took your kids through a car wash when they were little? 
To them, it was Armageddon taking place at that moment. I am so sorry that I laughed the whole time. I thought it was hilarious. Oh my gosh! Make it stop! And I'm sitting there just rolling because it's like, it's a car wash. But when we don't understand what's happening, when we're too young, when we're not mature, it seems like the end of the world. Do you know how to tell when it's the end of the world? Oh, thank you for saying that, Mary, because we're going to read that verse here in a second. You'll know because you're standing in front of the great throne. Then it's over. Until then, it's a fight. It's reality. It's the world happening. It's, it's us slogging this thing out with his anointing. That's the, major, much, that's the maturity part, is that we're not moved by these things. We're not moved by the danger. We're not moved by the symptom. We're not moved by the bank, the bank account. We're not moved by all the fear that, that's trying to come in every second of every day. Maturity looks at it and says, you're under the blood. I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. And I command you to come in line with the Word of God. Verse 22. And he said to the disciples, The days are coming when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. And they will say to you, Look here or look there. Do not go out or follow them. For as the lightning flashes and the lights and lights up the sky from one side to the other, so will the Son of Man be in this day. I have been asking the Lord all week long, why these verses? Why? I mean, it's, this, this has been on my heart all week long. I wrote these, I, I, I copied these down the beginning of the week, and I've been meditating on them all week long. And I'm reading these going, okay, Lord, why? What's going on? What's, what is it that people need to hear this week? And I believe, and it, it, you may have, the Holy Spirit may be speaking something to you specifically, but I believe as a whole, is we ain't done yet. We're not done. We are not done. You are not done. You are not done until you're standing before that throne. And then at that morning, who cares? And until you're done, you are a forced force to deal with, to reckon with. You have the Spirit of God in you. You have the Word of God in you. That when you speak it out and you have the authority of Jesus Himself, don't, don't, don't think, wait a second, now you're getting crazy. No. You are co-laborers, co-heirs with Christ. You, the Word, when you speak the Word, it has the same authority as Jesus did. Jesus does. But your enemy will tell you you don't. Your enemy will tell you you don't have the power. You don't have the ability. You screwed up. You made some mistake. You sinned. 
That's why on Easter morning, resurrection morning, I preached on he's paid it all. It's done. The sin thing is taken care of in your life. Now, stop doing stupid things, but he's not holding out on you because you sinned. He's not not healing you because you've sinned. He's not not answering your prayers because you've done something to, to exclude yourself from that benefit. Those things aren't happening because you're not believing it. You're not believing you have everything that you say. You're not believing. You feel like you're not qualified. You feel like you're not eligible. Jesus isn't over there. Jesus isn't over there. Jesus is right here. We are with him, seated in the heavenlies. The seated in the heavenlies is the authority that he has given us. He has given us authority to speak to these situations and for them to come in line in the name of Jesus. But you have to know who you are. You're not done. You're not done. You're not done. You're not disqualified. You're not ineligible. Verse 25. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation, just as it was in the days of Noah. So will it be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking and marrying and being given in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. And the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, verse 28, Likewise, just as it was in the days of Lot, they were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But on that day, on the day when Lot went out from Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. So will it be on the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Just a normal day. Just a regular day. He's talking about this here. He's specifically talking about his return. He jumped from the kingdom of God is within you, but he said, okay, you want to know when when these things are all done? What's really going to be done is everything's going to seem just normal. And all of a sudden, it's done. It's done, just like that. And trust me, this isn't one of those, you know, Sorry, things popping in my head. I grew up Baptist. I, hi, my name is John. I'm a former Baptist. And I, I, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and every, almost every sermon, if not every sermon, and especially every New Year's, this could be the year. This could be it. This could be the moment. I mean, right now it's like, boom, done. 88 reasons. A thief in the night. We're going to read that verse here in a second. Thief in the night. Blender still going. I can tell your Christian age by who laughed on that one. 
blunder still going? Jesus has come back any second. Yeah, he is. But you can drop dead any second too. Then it's over. I said that with a smile. Do you notice that? Because it's not about when and where. Is over there, here, that. No, it means what are we doing right this second? How are you walking right this second? If, if, if you're thinking, oh, my answer has got to be somewhere else, you're going to miss the answer. The answer is right here. Not me. Everybody point here or here or somewhere, wherever your spirit is. <laughs> the spirit of God living inside of you is the answer. The word of God. Mine looks like a tablet. <laughs> the word of God is the thing that is your legally binding contract with God that when you act, he backs you up. But on the day when Lot went out from Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. So it will be on the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Verse 31. <laughs> on that day, let the one who is in the housetop with his goods in the house not come down to take them away. And likewise, let the one who is in the field not return back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to preserve his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life will keep it. I tell you, in that night there will be two in one bed. One will be taken and the other left. There will be two women grinding together. One will be taken and the other left. And they said to him, Where, Lord? <laughs> he said to them, Where the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. We're moving towards the end. I, you know, yow. I've been a, I've been a, don't worry about a guy for a long time. But you know what? We're moving towards the end. We are. So what are we supposed to do? Here's the, here's the rub. Are you doing what you're supposed to do? Are you doing? Are you living in such a way? Is your purpose lined up with the Word of God? You're the only one who knows that. I don't know it for you. And it's not my responsibility to know it for you. It's my responsibility to point you to the question. Turn over to Revelation. Oh no, Margaret, he's going to Revelation. I knew it. I knew we were going there. We read The Thief in the Night. Now we're at Revelation. Great. Next it'll be Daniel. And then Ezekiel. Revelation chapter 2. Revelation chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write. So John is watching this. He's watching Jesus 
He sees a man, brilliant white, sword, sword, a two-edged sword coming out of his mouth, speaking to seven lampstands. He's calling them the churches. Revelation 2, he says, To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, The words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden lampstands, I know your works, your toil, your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. But I have this against you. You have abandoned the love you had at first. They were doing everything right. They were really doing all they were doing all the stuff right. They were they knew the word. They they were applying the word. They were they were uh, you know dealing with the theological issues. They were they were they were caring about people. They were doing everything right, but something had changed in their heart. These two passages, Luke and, and Revelation, these two passages have a lot in common because it isn't about what's going on on the outside right now. It's about what's going on in here. Where's your heart? I'm not asking you to sign up for more meetings, although I have some announcements where we're going to sign up for some meetings. <laughs> but that's not the point. Really, it is. I'll just tell you straight up now, it's not the point. It isn't about... Oh, great. He expects, us to be, expects me to be here more Wednesday nights. No. It's about what's going on in your heart. Because if your heart's not right, you can do all the outside stuff. And it does no good. You're missing it. And we're really, really close, folks. We're really close. Closer than you think. We're closer than you think. And, and, and we're just giving in marriage and, and marrying and giving in marriage and, and uh, building and, you know, life's going on. Life's just moving right along, clipping right along. Your kids are growing up. My kids are growing up. You know, every, where stuff's happening. We're, we're experiencing our 30th anniversary this year. Glory to God. The only reason it works is for two reasons. One is that we are both the most stubborn people in the world. And two, Jesus. There you go. That's the, that's the answer right there. But stuff's just going on. We, we, you know, I have heard ever since I was probably five years old that Jesus is coming back any minute. It doesn't matter when he comes back. As long as this is right. As long as your, your heart, your first love, your first love, who's first? What's first? Because if you know who's first and what's first, and if, if you're putting him first, you're listening. And if you're listening, going all the way back to the beginning of the sermon, you don't have to chase around to get your answer. You don't have to go to Lakeland, Florida. You don't have to go to Toronto, Canada. You don't have to go here. You don't have to go there. You don't have to have somebody else do anything for you. If your first love is Jesus, he will give you the answer and you just act upon it.
And we have to have, we must have in these end days, the church must move with the Spirit of God. I am becoming more convinced of it every moment that we must move by the Holy Spirit. We cannot judge what's happening day to day based on on natural understanding. You cannot, you must not, I'm speaking by the Spirit of God right now, you must not look at the circumstances and judge them the way the world judges them. Because if you do, you will miss it. You must hear what the Spirit of God is saying in every situation and do that and only that. There will be things that you're supposed to do. There are things that you're supposed to be a part of and then there will be things you're not supposed to be a part of. And you must act upon those things. If you don't, you will be in the wrong place at the wrong time. This isn't a fear thing. This is a tactical thing. These are, these are tactics. These are, are built-in things that you need to start to practice now. I've actually been saying that since January. You must practice it now. You must walk in these things now because in the future it will be life and death that you do. Because it'll be in that moment. The, the, he's talking here about when Christ returns. Don't go back to the field. Don't go down, go down, and, get, don't go down and get your stuff. Don't go, oh, I, I know right where the answer is. I'll go get it. I put it in the dresser. No, in that moment when you need it, it needs to come out of here. Poof, done. It needs to come out of you so fast that there is no question. You don't have the time to go get it from somebody else. You don't have to go have time to go, oh, I made that note in my Bible. Where is that? No, it needs to come out of you by the Spirit. And you have to trust that that word in, in due season. I know what I'm about to say next is going to, you're going to think, well, of course, you're a pastor. That, that, that works for you because you're a pastor. I'm telling you, I have no extra anything that you don't have. My job is only, is only a position. It's not, a, it's not an extra above and beyond Christian anointing. I'm anointed to be a pastor, but I'm not anointed any more than you are to be a Christian. And I know what's been happening in my life lately. I'll be doing something and the Holy Spirit says, change now. And I have to change. I've learned, I've been, he's been showing me to change now. Go in this direction. Go do this. Call this person. Say this. And most of the time, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I'm learning, I don't care if it makes sense, I'm just going to do it. This morning was an example of it. It was a demonstration of that. Why did I have Michael come up? And then why did I have Buddy come up? And then why did I have Steve come up? And then why did I have Jerry come up? Because every time I tried to do something, the Holy Spirit would give me a name. If I had forced my way through it, you would have missed the demonstration. I can't do things the way I want to do them anymore. And the way I want, the way the Holy Spirit is leading me, the, the Bible says you can't tell where the wind blows. You can see the effects, but you don't know why it's doing what it's doing. You may look at somebody and they're walking by the Spirit and all of a sudden they, they, they make a decision and you go, 
Why would they make that decision? And they don't have to explain it to you. You have to trust the Holy Ghost in them. Because we're in that time period where each one of us, you have that anointing. And I know that you know you have that anointing because you're, you're that the Spirit of God is, 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 is confirming that right now in you. How do I know that? Because I'm listening to the Holy Ghost. We have to listen to the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Glory to God. Sorry, can't even go there. <laughs> Sorry, you, I, that's going to make no sense to you whatsoever, but the Holy, the Holy Spirit just showed me something. Never mind. Moving right along. You have to move by the Holy Spirit and not care what anybody else says. But they're going to go, well, that was dumb. Why'd you do that? <laughs> just smile at them knowingly. Because if they were listening to the Holy Spirit, they'd get it. You don't ha- I don't have to know what Michael's doing right now. I don't have to, I don't have to know what he's going to do tomorrow morning. But if I hear about it and I go, huh, that's interesting, I trust him and I trust the Holy Spirit in him. We have to walk that way. The decisions that we make, the life that we leave, the words that we say, where we go and what we do is vital. Learn it now. Don't do things because, well, I have nothing else to do. I guess I'll try this. Because you'll be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it's all leading somewhere. It's not, it's not just a parlor game. Hey, let's see where the Holy Ghost leads us today. No, there's reasons for it. There are specific reasons. A while back, the Holy Spirit lead me to go somewhere. I wasn't planning on going. I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to, to get there. I was going to do something else that day. The Holy Spirit lead me. And when I got there, I met somebody that I knew. I said, hey, how you doing? He goes, not good. He said, I just jammed my neck. They just came from the doctor. They said, I have two compression fractures in my spine, in my neck. He says, I have tingling in my fingers. He says, I'm really scared. He says, I don't, I don't this isn't good. The doctor said, if, if the tingling starts, come in immediately. And I looked at him, and the Holy Spirit said, pray for him. Ask him if you can pray for him. I said, can I pray for him? And he goes, yeah. Hey, yeah, anything. I prayed for him. The next week, I saw him working out. I said, how's your neck? He goes, fine, nothing wrong with it. You need to follow the Holy Spirit, and you need to step out by faith. You need to do things without without." human the human understanding now that might say well wait a second god gave us a brain yeah he gave you a brain to understand trust him trust him and your brain works just fine but trust him But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love that you had at first. Remember, therefore, verse 5, from where you have fallen and repent and do the works, do the works, do the works you did at first. The works are just obeying him, just going and doing and, and, and living this out. You, as a believer, in your sphere of influence, just living this stuff out. Do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Crud. Unless you repent, 
You must repent. You must repent. You must repent. Yet this I have, you hate the works of the yet this you have, you hate the works of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. The Nicolaitans were religious people. They were a religious sect who everything had to you. It was all about works, all about works. He says, You hate the works of the Nicolaitans, I which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will grant the grant to eat the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. The days ahead, worship team, come on up, please. The days ahead are days of preparation, learning, learning and doing. And there will be fruit along the way. There will be standalone fruit even in the preparation. You'll grow, you'll become stronger. But it is preparation. Listen to the voice of God. Obey Him. Do what He tells you to do daily. Daily, daily, daily. First, first, boy, and I, I'm, I'm the worst one in this. You know, my first thought in the morning is what time is it and what, what is, what's the weather like? And I wonder if anybody blew up North Korea last night. <laughs> and I want to look at the news. But the first thing should be, good morning, Lord. What's up today? Days of preparation. Getting ready. Getting ready for what? I don't know for you. But you'll know. And it'll, we're here for a reason. We're all here for a reason. We're all in this part. We're all in this church, in this group. We're all moving in a direction because there are individual callings, but there's also group callings. And then these group callings also have bigger callings. We have a, a common vision for a valley. This leads into my commercial. We have a common vision for the St. Croix River Valley. Ushers, you have offering envelopes. Go ahead and hand those out. God's given us a common vision of reaching the St. Croix River Valley for the glory of God to be poured out. The glory of God is being poured out even now. On March 13th, March 13th, we're going to be going to Prescott, Wisconsin. What did I say? That was a test to see if you're listening. Sorry. May 19th. Starts with an M. May 13th. Guys, want to do the announcement? What's coming up next? What am I going to say next? May 13th, we're going to be at Muddy Waters Blues Bar. From noon until 3. I was there again this week. And uh, I'm, yes, yes, on Tuesdays, I'm hanging out at the Muddy Waters Blues Bar in Prescott, Wisconsin, getting to know the staff. I've talked to the owner now twice. On this week was Friday, I guess. Friday met with him and I said I just want it to be clear I just you know I'm not trying to we're not playing games here I'm going to tell you exactly what we're going to do I said we're going to have lunch from noon until one he goes that's awesome we're going to have a buffet it's pulled pulled beef and pulled pork with with a with a pulled beef pulled pork uh, buffet 
which means you have cooked onions and cooked peppers and all the different kinds of cheeses to put over it. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> and then a salad bar for 10 bucks. And then included in that, then with, for another two bucks, we're going to have, we get served a drink and there's going to be waitresses serving us our drinks for two bucks, soft drinks, just so you know, just keeping it Christian here. Actually, we're keeping it public Christian here. Let's just say it that way. Soft drinks. But I told him, I said, we're going to do that. So we're selling tickets. Uh, Mary, did you get the tickets? Where's Mary? You got the tickets. Mary's going to have tickets back in the bookstore. $12 per person. That way, because they want us to pay with one check, we're going to pay with one check. I want you to tip at your own table, and then we're going to give a tip above and beyond. Same thing as we did up in the day out in Grandy. We're going to bless them. We're going to bless that place. I want to pray for that owner so bad. Man, I've been talking to him twice now. Just a nice guy. But he needs Jesus. And I said, I just want to tell you straight out, because the event planner was standing here, the owner was standing here, I just want to to make it very clear what we're doing. I'm not trying to hide anything. I said, we're a church. And he goes, oh, that's good. Well, praise God. I said, we're going to rent the whole thing. I said, we're going to have lunch from noon until 1 at at 1 o'clock. We're going to have a band play. We're going to have our worship team play. He goes, oh, great. He said, shred it up. I said, it's okay if we bring, I said, do we have to bring our own? Yeah, bring, bring this, bring that. Yep. He says, ah, oh, you guys, this will be fun. Let's have, let's have fun. I said, that's a great idea. Let's have fun. Then at two o'clock, we're going to have a guy speak. He's going to talk about the love of God. He's going to talk about the things of the, what God's doing in the valley. And he goes, wow, that sounds like, that sounds really good. I said, we'll be out of there by three o'clock, three thirty. He goes, good. Then the rest of my customers can come in after that. I said, yeah, exactly. So they know exactly what we're doing. And they're open to it. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I told him, I said, we're going to take up this much space. Don't, don't, you can let people sit out on the deck. He goes, oh, good. I was wondering. I said, no, they can sit out there all they want. Fill it up. So that's coming up May 13th. Noon till 3. Buy your tickets. Mary's got tickets. 12 bucks a person tip above and beyond then the churches and the ministries are going to give above and beyond that we're going to bless those those uh, uh, waitresses we're going to bless that owner and we're going to pray for them glory to God since we've been planning this we now have four other churches that are a part of it Torrent Church in Prescott has agreed to be on board what's the name of Jerry's church Giving Waters. Giving Waters Church is going to be a part of it. They're selling tickets this weekend already too. Abundant Life Church is going to bring at least part of their people. Church up in, up in uh, Baldwin, Wisconsin is going to be a part of it. I've got one more church. I need. It's not just us. It's going to be the body of Christ coming together. Making a statement. It's going to be amazing. You want to be a part of it. From noon until 3, fantastic food. I've eaten there three times. Trust me, it's good. I don't go to places twice when I don't like the food. Kids too, absolutely. Yes. All tickets are 12 bucks. Yep, yep. It's a, you know, just considered an offering. Plus you get food. It's, they're not tax deductible, just in case you were wondering. Also, 
coming up this Thursday. This Thursday, and I take all responsibility for not announcing it before now. But it's the first part of May, and everybody knows what happens the first part of May. The National Day of Prayer Breakfast is this Thursday morning at 7 a.m. National Day of Prayer Breakfast. If, if, if you would like to be a part of that, you can buy tickets at uh, the Oak Ridge Community Church. I also have some tickets. Talk to me if you want to go Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Here's the one that I want you to show up for, though. Ask the Holy Ghost. Ask him if you're supposed to show up this one. That evening at 7 p.m., we're going to be having the nightly prayer, the evening National Day of Prayer uh, meeting. That is at 7 o'clock at Crosswinds Community Church. It's the first year that Crosswinds has been a part of this. We're so excited that, they've, that they're joining with us. They're going to host the evening prayer. We'll start at 7. We'll be out of there by 8.30. But it is good to pray together with the body of Christ. God's doing something. been hearing testimonies of things that are happening on the fringes. Things that have been happening other places where the, the, the presence of God has been, has been manifesting himself in places you wouldn't expect. And it's been really, really cool. Very exciting. Where is... You want to share that real quick? Can you come up and share what happened this week? Or was it last week? Yeah, there were several of us that every year, um, for the last 12 years, there's been a meeting at uh, Our Savior's Lutheran Church sponsored by parish nurses. And... uh, They've had 12 of them. I've been to five or six. Mary Belchner and Kathy Simonette and I went this week, and they're always good, and they're always kind of helpful things for senior citizens with a little bit of church. And this year, it was glory to God about people got up there sharing different things for older citizens, but they gave their testimonies of how God has worked in their lives. They worked it in. There was more about Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Father that I've ever heard in the other six years combined. And it was, we were so blessed and really just kind of blown away. Um, It was so different. And uh, I told Pastor John that this last week, that, uh, I mean, this is the valley. These are all these churches. There's, I don't know, what are there, half, seven, eight parish nurses? This is a lot of churches involved, a lot of people. But we were really blessed. And it, it was, it had been right, it, it could have been here, you know. It could have been our worship service. I thought just, we were really blessed. Amen. God's moving. Amen. And I want to thank everybody who came to the blood drive and donated, worked, did whatever, answered. If you couldn't donate, can I add that? Sure. We were blessed here too Amen. with that. Amen. 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 Rising water floats all boats, eh? Wednesday, this Wednesday night, there is no class, adult classes or children's classes. The youth are taking over the whole building. We have youth from five churches in the community that will all be here. They're expecting over 100 kids, plus 100 plus. So be praying for that. The, the body of Christ is pulling together. You see that? That's, that's a miracle in and of itself. Glory to God. So 
this Thursday morning prayer breakfast, Thursday night prayer at Oak Ridge or at, uh, at uh, Crosswinds Community, Saturday the 13th of May, noon is the day out in Prescott in Prescott, Wisconsin. Let's pray and receive our offering. Father, we do thank you. For your anointing we thank you for your presence here this morning we thank you for your power manifesting yourself in the lives of people thank you lord we get to be a part of it we get to be a part of the move of your spirit in these days in jesus name amen we're going to worship then we're going to dismiss as soon as, as soon as you feel led you can leave let your kids stay in class at least until 11 or Pastor Karen will have my height.